Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the first episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Leah Braden of Kinetic Performance coming to us from Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Leah, how are you today? What is going on? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, I'm excited to be here uh, and to talk with you today. I'm excited to have you here, Leah. Um, And so first and foremost, for a little bit of context to our conversation, let's tell people who aren't familiar with Kinetic Performance a little bit about it. When you describe your business, what do you tell people? All right, well, Kinetic Performance Training, we are about a 4,800 square foot facility in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. We serve adults, we serve youth, we do, um, the majority of our business is group personal training. We have about six to eight adult classes a day um, on weekdays. We have classes over the weekends. We offer youth group fitness training. So for our youth, we do both what we call uh, group uh, kid fit, which is just like general demographic, general population kids that are looking to get healthier. So maybe they have some body composition changes. Maybe they've just been sedentary for too long. So we're teaching them to move their bodies, uh, move their bodies and have fun with it. We want to start a relationship with exercise at a young age and we want it to be fun for them. Um, And then we have youth train, which is where we train athletes from, we do serve some younger athletes, but most of our population is middle school, high school, and some college up to professional athletes where we do them. And that's performance training. So they're looking to get better, faster, stronger. They're looking to uh, improve at their sport. So we're helping with um, helping them to train for specific sports. Yeah. And so there's a lot for us to discuss and, and to break down. It's, it's sort of a something for everyone, youth on up, depending on what people are looking for from a service aspect. I wanna kind of work in, in reverse order here, Leah, because this will make this interesting and fun. Paint this picture, if we were to look forward from today, the gym of your dreams, the business of your dreams, a handful of years from now, Tell us about it. What's kind of the ultimate vision for this in your mind? You know, we're, we're kind of there. You know, it's not, it's not where it needs to be because obviously, you know, we talked before, but we opened our doors in January of 2020, you know, right in time for, uh, you know, a pandemic to hit. And I know that affected, you know, tons of different businesses, but the, the fitness businesses specifically, you know, we, the ten- Tennessee law, we had to close our gym for about two months. Um, and then after that, there were, you know, several rules, you know, as far as reopening goes. And so that really kind of slowed down our start. It also um, sent us in a different direction than we originally intended. We intended to have mostly adults like in our, in our gym, but the kids really came back first. Um, it started in the summer. We, we were fortunate to have like a big space, you know, inside space. It's mostly open. We have a garage door in the back. <clears throat> you know, we can open the, <clears throat> the front door. So we have really nice airflow. We have a space in the parking lot to the side. So the first summer or that summer as COVID was kind of going on initially, parents were already ready to get their kids out of the, out of the house. You know, school was out. 
they were coming to the gym, you know, um, we were able to get them outside so they could, you know, stay separated. Um, they could, you know, move their bodies and, you know, I think it was just great for their, their overall well-being. you know, parents, yeah. parents too, you know, they said, my kids sit here and plays video games all day. Cause they're not allowed to do anything, <laughs> you know? And so they were desperate for them to get out of the house for, for the parent sanity and for the kids health, you know, so we would offer 45 minute workouts for kids at that time. And so they would start coming, you know, at the time of the workout. And then eventually they would come 15 minutes ahead of time and 30 minutes ahead of time. So they started getting there earlier and earlier to just be able to be outside. We had a basketball hoop in the back. So they would kind of, you know, they would play around until the time the workout started. Then we'd go hard for 45 minutes and then they'd stick around, you know, for 30 minutes after. So it was really great. And, you know, for us, for a parent of a, teenager it was nice to have a space where these kids would come and for two hours plus they didn't have their electronics they didn't have phones they didn't have you know their devices they had great interaction with each other they talked you know it was just something that that you don't that they don't get a lot you know in the in the community mm -hmm. and then you get fitness on top of it so it was just kind of a, a overall All win good things so parents were, were much quicker to send their kids back before they, you know, <laughs> trying to get rid of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. They, they them would send them. The so that was, and so that really kind of uh, pushed us to, to have more of a focus on kids earlier than we thought that we would, but mm -hmm. it ended up working out great because the kid, the demographics that, that we have, like with the kid training is, is awesome. And so we've got a youth component, we've got an adult component. You mentioned that in terms of goals as a business were relatively close to where we want to be is there ambition for for multiplying this or replicating this in the future what's kind well, of the big, yeah absolutely big i think i think for one you know the workout designed i have classes online where you can book online i have classes capped at 24 and we really aren't there yet, you know, as far as we have the space for it. And you still, we, we still have the space to have 24 people and have pretty good spacing, you know, and the way the workout's designed. And we really um, can alter the, the design of the workout every day to, to be able to keep good distancing for people if we need it. You know, if you had, you say we have eight treadmills all lined up together and we gave the eight people that came to the five o'clock AM workout, the chance of being in two groups so they could go every other treadmill, they wouldn't do it. They want to be right next to each other, you know, so yeah. they can kind of talk, they can kind of, they don't really compete, but they motivate each other, you know, like my neighbor. Yeah, it's a camaraderie hard. thing. Yeah. I may be higher level than them. You know, I may be a college athlete and they're, you know, like a, a new grandma, but I see grandma going hard, so I go harder because I'm, you know, you look over and you're like, well, if she's doing it, you know, like that, then I need to be working harder. I mean, it's just people just motivate each other yep. in, a, in so, a good, in a good, positive way. A, certainly. And, and that's so really, one, yeah, where we are now, we definitely have room to grow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so we, we definitely have room to grow in the current space that we're in. Um, but our next step is yes. And I, I don't want to say franchise. We won't franchise, but we will take the same business model and move it other places. So we're actually kind of have a new opportunity in Knoxville, Tennessee, which is about 20 minutes up the road. Um, we have a space. And so now we're actually kind of in the works of creating a second space and creating a kinetic, you know, performance training over in that area. Yeah. And so this is somewhat already in motion, but I want to, I want to kind of explore 
behind the scenes of the business component of this. And, and that typically looks like customer acquisition, right? If we're going to open a second one, we need people. We need, right. we need customers at some point. For you so far in the Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge location, what's been working from a marketing standpoint, not even to sign people up, but just to get people in through the doors in the first place? I think, um, you know, word of mouth has been the biggest, um, the biggest source of referrals. I mean, we've gotten so many people saying, Hey, I'm working out here. Here's, here's what my, you know, here's what my experience has been like, you should come too. And so people, you know, bringing people has been one of the biggest um, ways that we've grown. When we first opened, we had, we did a every door direct mail, you know, and so we started that and then it was like breaks put on because of COVID, you know, so we still have, I still have a box of the original mailers that say coming soon, you know, and we're, we're here. So we're not really coming soon, but, um, you know, things, things didn't go as planned as far as like the original launch. Um, we still have really never had a grand opening and it's been what, two years just because <laughs> you know, it's, it's just funny, you know, like it's just such a funny season that you never could have anticipated, you know, something like yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so we still have the box of mailers. So we still have our a box Could of mailers. Could we get into that at some point? Certainly. Yeah. But no, absolutely. Is that the well, only is that the only money that you've put into official marketing and advertising? No, you know, I don't think that had any wasted money except that box of mailers. Um, but I, you know, I joke with the youth, the group that comes to train for youth. I say one one day we're gonna go on a field trip and we're gonna see who can put the most flyers in mailboxes. So that's yeah. a nice, easy way to just get good distribution out there. Yeah. Have you guys put money into any other kind of strategies along the way? You know, not a significant amount of money. Social media marketing is, is new and it's um, I think it's effective um, just as far as that, that one's a little bit harder to track, you know, so we're not uh, hiring a third party company. We're doing it all like, like ourselves. Um, and I think that it's, you know, it's fairly effective. A couple of people will walk in that are existing members and they say, Hey, I saw your Facebook ad, or I saw, you know, this or that. So we think the reach is out there. It's just harder to track. Yeah. And honestly, you know, like we don't, we're not in a place that we need to put money into that. You know, like, I just don't know, like I'm a numbers person. I want to know if I spend this much money on marketing, like I want you to show me you know, like exactly yeah. what, what can, yeah. you know, where, and there's not been one single new customer that said, I saw an ad on Instagram or I saw, you know, interesting, I guess, I guess, but, you know, what, so actually, many people cite social media or, or digital marketing in general as useful because of the measurability of it. Right. And, and so maybe that's something to lean into with the second location for us to get yeah, up and definitely. running. It's always something to, to revisit. I want to move to the next step in the process, Leah, because just people through the doors is not the entire battle. At some point, we need to turn them into paying customers. Right. When someone reaches out interested in, in coming to the gym in whatever capacity across those services, what's the sales process typically look like for them to transition from prospect to client? Well, you know, it's funny. I think a lot of people will call and they'll say, Hey, I want to come and, and look at your space, or I want to take a tour, or I want to come and talk about, you know, they want to come talk. They're just, they're slow. They don't, they want to ease on in. And my answer is always, Hey, you know what the best thing to do is come on in. Let's try a workout. 
you know, what day can you come? You know, and so I try to get them in because they don't need to come take a tour. They need to see what what we offer. So they need to jump in and be a part of it. I think some people, they're the only thing that would slow that down is if they're deciding if they want to start with personal training, if they they have hesitancy of joining the group, because that can be intimidating. Um, or, or at least in their minds, you know, cause they don't really know what we're, what, what they're getting. And I always say, if you come, you'll understand while I'm telling you why, why I'm telling you that I know you can do this. You know, like you're telling me that you walk four miles a day and, you know, you've lifted weights in the past. And I'm telling you, if you do that, you can fit in with this group because we have such a variety of people, you know, you may have a 24 year old new grad just moved back to town and, you know, they're super fit. They're super young. They don't have any limitations as far as exercise. And then you have a 78 year old who may have two artificial knees, you know, maybe a little bit more mobility limitations. They don't want to get down on the floor. They don't want to kneel on their knees. Um, and those two people are working out side by side. And so to me, it's the least intimidating environment that you can create because you look around and you have to identify with one of these people, you know, if you watch yeah. this older lady, you know, going through the workout of the day, you know, next to someone else and there's, she doesn't hesitate, you know, the coach is there, they anticipate, they know, you know, we know every member, of course, we have ways to document um, limitate, you know, like any, any modification that they might need. Hey, you know, Sandy has two artificial knees. She can't get down and, and quadruped keep her seated. You know, like we yep. communicate that in between coaches. So even if it was your first time coaching Sandy, you're going to know, or you may ask her about a new, you know, Hey, Sandy, you know, how's that shoulder feeling? I heard you hurt your shoulder swinging the golf club. And she's like, Oh, you know, how'd you know my shoulder, you know? And 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 that's just good, you know. That's good service to be able to provide. Absolutely. Anyway, I, I went and, and I went way 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 for, off of what you asked me. Um, it's, it's totally fine. CrossFit I think I think really get, getting has. them in getting them in the door and saying, "Hey, come participate in a workout," and then afterwards, let's talk about your goals. And then I'll tell you which membership option is right for you. Whether it's three times a week, whether it's maybe starting once a week, whatever that may look like. And if you can get them in the door, I would say like our first time intro first time workout to signing up and to converting to a membership is pretty high you know it's probably 90 percent um because they understand that they can do it and they're going to be taken care of and they're going to be encouraged so whatever their hesitation is okay and beyond that obviously in this type of a model getting them in and signing them up hugely important long-term retention is is where the real battle is won and lost this is in the grand scheme of things a fairly new business but for you guys what influences people sticking long-term the most for you what are you guys actively tactically doing to keep these members in the business i think hands down it would be the the community the community atmosphere you know they they will say you know, a couple of people that started coming after COVID said, you know, they'll say, hey, you got you guys saved my life, you know, not physically, but like as far as emotionally or or, um, you know, from that social thing, that social piece of life that they're missing out on. They're like, I didn't have anything to do, you know, every day. And now I have a place to be and I have people that expect me to be there. And I have people that, you know, they may not be friends outside of the gym, but people are going to say, hey, you know, I missed you. You know, where were you know, we, I mean, we just have great members 
a great community. I think that's that's one of the biggest things. You know, everybody knows everybody's name. Um, it's just very welcoming. It doesn't matter what level of fitness that you're in. You know, I, so I shout out to our members for being just great. You know, overall, yeah. our coaches are awesome. You know, they're very involved. They'll say, Hey, you know, how did your, you know, how did your interview go yesterday? You know, they're, they're listening and they're building relationships with these people. So it feels like, you know, like a really family, uh, family environment. I think the second thing is, um, results. We have a in-body scale, yes. you know, so we yes. start everybody on the in-body scale, whether they want to be on that scale or not. And, and you know, um, from a training background that it's, it goes way beyond numbers on the scale. And if you can show people these hard, you know, hard results of here's where you started day one, three months later, look at where you are. You know, maybe the scales only changed a pound or two and maybe even went up a pound. But here's what's on the inside and here's the part that matters. Um, I, I think that that's huge and yeah. super encouraging, you know, super encouraging for people who get caught up on what the scale numbers say. And yeah. as a, you know, and as a physical a therapist, I think that it's uh, like I get super geeky about the numbers because, you know, science says age related changes. These things are supposed to happen. You know, we're supposed to lose bone density. We're supposed to lose muscle mass. We're supposed to decrease posture, increase uh, fall risk, slower metabolism, but we're showing because of this in body, gosh, we have a lot of females 60 plus that are gaining lean body mass. And so that's like it, like it's blowing, blowing minds, you know? And yeah. so now we and have a reversing local position. Age, uh, it, is... I mean, it's, an, it's incredible. Like it's so fun. People going back, you know, having follow-ups with doctors, you know, bone density changes. I mean, things that you're like, you know, that's not supposed to happen. Like you're working hard, you're doing the right things. You know, we offer, it's not a big thing that we offer, but we offer some nutrition support. We'll have a periodic, you know, nutrition seminar or a challenge where we have a professional come in um, and, and kind of give a talk. And, and that's going to be like, like, it's, it's just insane. So I think that people get excited about results. And that's yeah. something that keeps them coming back. It gives us something to, quote unquote, gamify more so than just a, a basic pound driven scale. Absolutely. Right? There's more yeah. measurability. There's more data points of things that for your population matter. And so that's what keeps people coming back. And, and Leah, you mentioned all of this. We started our conversation off with where are we going? What's all of this for? It's for the, the longevity of the current business that you're in. It's for the expansion so that we can impact more lives in the way that you already have in a second location. For, for the entertainment value of this, Leah, is there a timeline on that second one? You know, really, my timeline is based off of my uh, treadmill delivery. <laughs> I haven't pulled the trigger. I need what I need. I can do. I can do anything. Once we get, like, I want six treadmills, right? But I don't want to pay for them. So I'm, you know, I'm hitting up all the, I'm hitting up all the treadmill people. Like, hey, you know, hey, between me and you, are you going to have a Black Friday sale? You know, tell me about what's, you know, like when's my best yeah. time here? Um, so it it's just because you know everything's so busy right now i'm not you know killing myself to to go i have you know, i have the flooring i have you know and i it, it's actually just been like the craziest way like the craziest way we've come across this space this is an existing space 
that a colleague of my husband has this company and it's actually a um, cloth diaper company. They make diapers, uh, uh, reusable diapers. And so he has this huge warehouse. Well, part of their business, they're not going to do anymore. So now there's five, 6,000 square feet of beautiful, I mean, polished concrete, 26 foot ceilings, uh, warehouse space that's not being used. And he's like, Hey, what do you think? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do I think? Yes, I, de I definitely want to be there, you know? And so then we have another guy who, um, you know, our paths crossed. He was a, you know, Olympic level decathlete who decided he wanted to start coaching track and field. So he got all this equipment so he's got rigs and he's got machines and he's got a forefront, like a woodway forefront, this like incredible treadmill. He's got all this stuff. His wife's like, no go, man. I'm not going to be a coach's wife. <laughs> so <laughs> you better get a different job. So now he's got all this equipment and just kind of wants to coach on the side. And I'm yeah. like, well, I know what to do with your equipment. So now he's brought this equipment into this warehouse space. So, you know, it's just like these so things. We're are ready. Into, we're ready. Yeah. I was like, I'll, I won't even charge you rent, man. You know, he was, yeah. he wanted to, uh, he was keeping it somewhere else and they wanted to charge him rent to keep it at their, you know, their place. And I was like, no, if you want, if you want to share that, like, absolutely, you can keep it here for free. Yeah. We're so, happy to um, take it. Yeah. And, you know, and then, that's just one more specialist, let's say, for these kids that need speed training, track training. You know, that's just one more team that we're able to offer services to, you know, mm -hmm. pole vaulters or sprinters or hurdlers. Yep. Um, and and Always so now good to that's going to have extra square footage. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's just kind of been, it's kind of been really cool how that one has taken shape because as you know, like, a gym build out is the most expensive. The build out is, is the most expensive thing. Anybody that's been on rogue.com or whatever the, the website knows that you could quickly rack up a couple of hundred thousand dollars yeah. easily. So understood there. I think right. people resonate with everything that you said there, Leah. Leah, that's a pretty good place for us to start to wrap our conversation up. Um, but before we do that, why don't you tell people where they could learn more about Kinetic? What's the best website? What's the best social media? Oh, okay. Oh, well, our uh, website is kineticperformancetraining.com. Um, and that really just is, uh, it doesn't have anything about the second location yet, but it'll tell you a little bit about the services that we offer, team training, youth training, adult training, senior training. Um, and that's, that's going to give you some good information. It'll give you contact information. So my contact's on there. Um, and I guess maybe any anything that you need, but it'll be uh, emerging. That website reach. will be emerging, telling more about what's coming in the future. Sure. Reach out and connect with the Kinetic team. Leah, this has been a bunch of fun. I, I really appreciate gym owners when they're willing to share the behind the scenes look at what their business looks like. And so I can't thank you enough. I'm excited to see what this looks like because it sounds like you guys have some moving parts as far as what the future is going to hold. But yeah, absolutely. now... I, I can't thank you enough and I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Thank you very much. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. 
Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Michelle from Train Your Way in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, where they do primarily open gym with a little bit of personal training. Um, How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you here, Michelle. Um, You know, I feel like the best way for us to make ourselves as valuable as possible to our listeners is kind of start with your end goal for the business in mind and kind of work our way backwards through some ideas and some industry kind of best practices to figure out what might be the most efficient way for you to get there. So gym owners with similar goals that are listening to this show can kind of emulate some of those ideas within their businesses. So let's kind of think of it this way. I hand you a magic wand. All your dreams, all your wildest dreams were were able to come true First things first, how many locations would you guys have for Train Your Way? Would it be multiple or are you happy with the one? I think that we're really happy with the one. I could see us upgrading to maybe a larger facility um, in the future, but I think that we really like the one location. That's awesome. I don't think like everybody has to have the desire to have, you know, 20, 30 locations talked to somebody last week who wanted 500 locations. Um, And that's totally fine if we want just one. I think a lot of people will resonate with that. Um, So let's talk about that one location. How many members would be ideal for you guys? I think for us, an ideal number would be like anywhere from 1,500 to 2,000. Okay. So are you guys near that number now? Is that something that's like a little bit of a reach for now or? Yeah, I'd say we're about, we're at about a thousand. So yeah, definitely, you know, you're at a good spot, but there's always room to grow. I always ask myself like, why not more? That's the type of person I am. Um, so are you, have you, have you watched the show Shark Tank before? I'm not sure if you're familiar with it or. I have a couple of times, but not a ton. Okay, so anybody listening to the show that has watched Shark Tank will recognize that in like a service business, such as a gym, um, one of the key challenges is usually like acquisition of customers, the idea of getting people in the front door. Um, So specifically for you guys, what, um, what are you currently doing to track how many people are coming in the front door? Um, so we have, we use a software called gym master. And so they do a lot of tracking for us, which is really nice. So we can see like how many members, but then we also use Wix for our website. So then that will help us track, you know, how many people are coming on our website every month. Are we growing? Are we declining? Um, are people booking and what 
pages on our website are getting the most views. So I can really see like, are people exiting really quickly on certain pages and not really getting to the pages that we want them to get at? So I'd okay. say that's probably the biggest analytics that we look at. Okay, awesome. And um, like right now, are you guys tracking the cost per lead? Is that something like a, a metric that you guys follow or or not really? Um, I don't think so. No, that's yeah. not I think that's totally fine. Not everybody uh, does that, but kind of from a more high level strategic point of view, what would you say that you guys are doing to drive people in the front door of the gym? What kind of efforts like do you have to get new faces? We have a lot of word of mouth. Um, so I think that's kind of one thing that makes us really unique. We have a really close knit community. So we have a lot of people that are referring their friends. And so now it's like, we have people that are creating friends in our gym. Um, and I would say the majority of our population is like millennials. So we get a lot on social media. That's so like Instagram um, is probably our biggest driver as well. Okay. So with Instagram, um, the, the, well, first of all, word of mouth, we love that, right? Because yeah. it's free. So if we can get new faces in without spending a ton of money, it feels pretty good. But generally it's a little hard to track. Like with word of mouth, we might have a month where, it seems like we're getting a really good flow. You know, we've welcomed in 15 new people. It feels pretty good. And then the next month we might have like five or, or even less. And so that's kind of tricky sometimes. Um, on an average month, uh, how many people would you say that you're bringing in um, as new members right now? Um, I'd say we're probably doing about 100 a month. So you're, you're, you're growing by a hundred people a month. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we love those types of leads in this business because, uh, they're free. Like I said, you're growing by a hundred people and you're probably, it sounds like you're not really spending any money to acquire those clients. We don't spend any money on marketing right now. Okay. And so if you guys are getting a hundred new faces in the front door per month, what would be the amount of people that are leaving per month? I mean, no matter how perfect of a business model that we have, we're always going to have some churn. Yep. And we don't do contracts at our gym. So we maybe have a little more turnover than some would have, but I would say um, on average, maybe about 30 to 50. Okay. Kind of depends on the month, especially here in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like on a given month, like your your true growth accounting for the churn could be anywhere from 50 to 70 new new clients accounting yeah. for the churn. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, with, with the fact that you're growing 100 new members, why do you feel like you guys aren't at that kind of goal amount of like 1,500 clients quite yet? Um, I would say because we've kind of switched from a personal training uh, studio to that um, open gym membership model. And so we're kind of, um, I think sometimes that can clash a little bit with having a lot of trainers and then also trying to grow in members where members maybe um, are concerned that it's going to get really busy with trainers. Okay. So just kind of that transition of things has made that a little bit difficult. Um, do you think that as you continue to grow that you you'll have to add in, you know, any other strategies for, for lead gen to, to continue to drive new people in? 
Yeah, I would say that marketing is definitely something we could do a lot better at. I think maybe we haven't because we've gotten away with it, yeah. you know, just the word of mouth. Um, but I definitely think that one area we can improve in is being more um, involved in like events in the community. So setting up booths and places and, and really going out there and, and meeting people. Yeah. No, for sure. I definitely think like generally we're fitness people. We're not marketing people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always a, a pretty big area of improvement for, for many of us. But you mentioned something that I kind of want to circle back to and that you said that you, you're getting some leads through Instagram. Um, are your Instagram advertising or marketing efforts pretty much like organic, just like natural posting or do you guys do advertising on those platforms? Um, just organic. Okay. And how many like leads are you guys bringing in organically through that? Would you say on an average month? I'd say it's kind of hard to say because we do online signups. So we don't always necessarily get exactly where they're coming from. Um, But I just see the engagement. We get a lot more engagement than we have in previous years. Um, And since we do have more millennials, I feel like I see people will maybe start following us and then I see them sign up online. So I would say maybe from Instagram, anywhere from 10 to 10 to 30. Okay. That's pretty good. I mean, like organic social media is always something like, even if we are advertising on Instagram or Facebook, like it's always great to have an organic presence as well, because like you said, like your engagements have been pretty good. Um, when we have a good organic, uh, presence on social media that boosts our overall awareness and so if we can continue to get um boosted overall awareness and more and more people to know who we are um that spreads like word of mouth essentially and so that's awesome um but kind of want to take us to the next step so we have time to discuss a few other areas within your business i guess the next thing would be we have the leads what are you doing to kind of turn them into members? How are you guys currently measuring that conversion percentage? Um, so I think the biggest thing we have, what we do at our gym is, um, since my husband and I are the only people that run it, we don't have any employees. We have pretty much a really good online setup. So we have where people can sign up for gym tours and then we remotely let them in and they can just walk around. Um, So we kind of look at those numbers of how many people are coming in for gym tours or day passes and then how many are actually signing up. Um, So that's probably our best metric of conversion right now. Um, So I think that um, it's really neat that you kind of do things that way. Like the fact that it is remote, um, it's not costing you guys a ton of time. Um, so let's just say, for example, like 10 leads walk through the door, they do the tour. How many of those on average would you say sign up for a membership with you? I would say we're probably at about, probably about 70 to 75% do. Yeah, that's pretty good. Industry average right now is 60%. So above industry average there. What do you think accounts for that 75% conversion rate? Um, so with our memberships, we've done it where it's really flexible with people. We find that people really didn't, they don't like signing up for like maybe long-term contracts. So our gym memberships, we keep the price really affordable. Um, we're one of the only 24 seven memberships in the area and, um, we don't do any signup fees. We don't do contracts. Um, yeah, pretty much no fees, no annual fees. So I think people really like the fact that they're like, all right, well, I'm going to try it out. And if I don't like it after a month, I can cancel. They don't feel, I guess, necessarily locked in. 
Okay. So they can cancel at any time, but they do have the option. Like you guys are automatically billing them month to month, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. Got you. So right now it sounds like the majority of the sales are happening online. They're not actually meeting with somebody and doing like a consultation or anything like that. Is that right? Correct. Yep. A hundred percent are online. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you feel like this is the most efficient way for you guys to keep it for the business for the long term, or do you see it, you know, um, changing and evolving at all over time? I do. We do want to move to hiring some employees now. Um, so I do see us having more people in actual person, being able to walk people through and answer questions. Um, Sometimes it's nice because I feel like people really like to be able to walk through by themselves and they don't necessarily feel pressured to sign up right away. Um, but at the same time, I could also see where people maybe would like someone there um, at the time in person to kind of walk them through and talk things through. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good tool because for a lot of people, the hardest part is just like making that commitment to themselves and actually showing up. And so like, I might know that I need to do this. And like, generally, like, I feel like I can really resonate with this as well. Like, I know that I need to go to the gym tonight, but it's helpful for me to have somebody to help me make that decision. Um, <laughs> just because like fitness is not for a lot of people, it's like not easy. So I think having somebody like an actual person to help them make that commitment can be a really engaging piece to getting somebody to commit to themselves. Um, and I think when we do actual, you know, that actual human to human contact piece, we're able to use like prescription based selling. So it's like, you get to know that person standing in front of you and help them, you know, help show them how your equipment or maybe your trainer can help them reach whatever goal that they have or how your equipment in your facility is different than something else that they've done before. Um, because like, you know, pictures and tours are great, but sometimes that human to human contact really helps and it can help with like the retention side of things too. Yeah, I definitely um, agree. Um, a lot of people, I think, also really like going to like those locally family-owned gyms too. Mm -hmm. So I think they like to meet the people that are actually right. like running it and own it and see that it's like real human beings. And mm -hmm. uh, I do, we do get quite a bit to where we have some unique equipment that maybe aren't in like big box gyms. So we do sometimes have people that are like, um, how do I use some of this stuff? So it would be nice, you know, to have someone there to show them, you know, we are there sometimes, but I would say most of the tours are, are virtual. So mm -hmm. Okay. And so, you know, that kind of rolls into the next piece here. And that would be like kind of the final piece of, you know, process of we're breaking it down from start to end. And that would be the retention piece. So keeping your members for the long haul. Um, it sounds like, you know, attrition and retention is something that you have the data for that you definitely do track, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so would you say that your membership is from the sounds of it, from the beginning of the conversation, it sounds like it is, but like, just to reiterate, would you say that your membership is kind of increasing overall on the month to month? Or would you, do you feel like you're kind of at like a flat line where it's like, you're losing some, you're gaining some and not really growing at the rate that you want to be growing at? Yeah. So I would say Surprisingly, with all the COVID stuff, all the restrictions and, and whatnot, we've been growing a lot since then, since about, I would say, uh, 
June, 2020, we've been growing significantly and we really haven't stopped yet. So um, we are still growing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think that it's good that you are, you know, still growing on the month's month while it being like for you and your husband, like it's just you two, you don't have a ton of hands on deck to help you kind of get to that point. So, um, so given everything that we've talked about so far in terms of kind of like bringing people in the front door, turning them into customers and then keeping them like for the long haul. Where do you think that you and Mitch have the most, the biggest room for improvement within the business moving forward? So I would say getting more into the community. And then also what we used to do prior to COVID um, restrictions is we used to do like little events and we used to do parties all the time at the gym. And so we want to go back to that because um, one thing that is great is we have a lot of people that do know each other and have created friendships but um, I think there's a lot of room for improvement to create a stronger community. And uh, I think that would also help retain members as well. Yep. I think like retention is something that like, I've definitely struggled with it before. Um, I felt like when we initially really started hitting the pedal to the metal within my gym, I was like, we were growing a lot, bringing new faces in every single day, doing the consultations, everything felt right, but we might gain four in a day and then lose two. And then it's like, did we really gain four? We got four new people, but we lost two. And so that, you know, doesn't really feel great. Um, and so there's a lot of things that we can do to improve that retention piece. I typically look at it as a value thing. So if we're providing our customers the most value that we possibly can, all the value that they need to reach their goals and be happy in their health and fitness journey, they're not going to leave. They don't have a reason to leave. Yeah. So um, definitely something that I look forward to you guys kind of continuing to improve over time. Now off air, we talked about one last thing and that was your idea of, uh, you know, right now you have personal trainers that are, you know, contractors utilizing your space. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned that's something that you're looking to change. And I think that's a valuable topic for us to discuss here because many people can bring value from that. They're kind of in the same position where they're deciding what to do. So kind of give us your perspective there. Yeah. So um, when we started out, that was our actual main business was renting space to self-employed trainers. Um, but we've ran into quite a bit of issues with it. And um, while there's been some really great things that have come out of it, um, you know, we don't have any management on that side. You know, they do all their own scheduling. They do all their own pricing, sales, all of that. They pretty much just pay us and show up. Um, there also were a lot of challenges with it. Um, because they're not our employees, we can't tell them what to do. But then as we started to grow memberships, their training styles or um, what they're doing while they're training starts to reflect our gym because maybe members don't necessarily understand um, that they're not our employees. So for instance, maybe trainers would be texting on their phones while they're training their clients and people would notice that, or maybe they're doing um, certain things in the gym that are not the safest for their clients. And it's like, well, they're not our employees. So we can't tell them how to train or how to run their business, but at the same time, they're still using our facility and they are still somewhat of a reflection of us. So um, that's been something that's kind of challenging to balance. Yeah. I, I think that that's a challenging piece too. And then also like when we're running at like 
do you guys do like, do they pay rent to you guys or are you doing like a split? They, it kind of depends. We have two options. So they either pay a flat fee at the beginning of the month, they get unlimited training or they pay every session they do. Um, so yeah, it kind of depends on how established they are. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of tricky too, like for both of you guys, because if we're doing kind of like the, the rent thing, right? The gym is only making a certain amount every single month. Like this person could be balling, making a hundred thousand dollars a month. Like not saying that you have anybody right now that's doing that, but it is possible in this industry. <laughs> um, we could have somebody that's doing that. Um, and, and they're, we're only getting $650 from them. Um, exactly. um, and then, you know, with, so for us, like it feels kind of crappy from a business standpoint that like the gym isn't really benefiting at all from that. Um, yep. and then with the split thing, like a lot of trainers don't want to do that. And so from my opinion, it makes the most sense to pair together, have them as employees work together to grow the business as a whole, rather than everybody running separate businesses under one roof. If they're winning, you're winning. Um, and that feels generally a lot better if everybody's happy. You know what I mean? Yep. And then I think also you don't have all these different businesses clashing with, well, this is what their idea is and yeah. they're technically their own business. And, and so, um, yeah, I definitely think employees, at least from our perspective is a little bit easier to manage. Yeah, I definitely, um, agree with you hundred percent. And I'm glad that we could kind of talk about that because, um, I for sure, uh, see your, you know, like where, where your head is at there. And I couldn't agree more wholeheartedly. Um, so I'm excited for you guys to kind of make that transition and see what that's able to do for the business. Um, yeah, yeah. So last but not least, where can our listeners go if they are interested in following you guys online and watching you continue to scale your business? Oh, our Instagram, did you say? Your, yeah. Your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's train your way fitness. That's pretty simple, easy, <laughs> <laughs> very easy for us to find train your way fitness guys. Check them out. Michelle, thanks for being here today. It was a pleasure learning from you and listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget. Um, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. If you want to join us here at the gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will get in touch with you soon as always until next time, gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining me are Charlie and Molly. 
owners of nine in total Club Pilates locations in the greater Austin area. Charlie, Molly, how are we today? What's going on in your part of the country? Doing hey, great. Joe. Yeah, we're doing oh. great. <laughs> we are excited to have you here. here. And I've, I've done this interview with many different exponential brands in my time, but this is a first exploring Club Pilates. So I'm excited as I'm, I'm sure our listeners will be as well. For you guys, take us to why we picked Club Pilates as our business of choice. I wanna, I wanna explore that first and foremost before we get into the, the nitty gritty here. So the Club Pilates modality is um, something that I think Charlie and I can both agree, not only is Pilates beneficial for so many people, regardless of age, gender, fitness level, or prior Pilates experience. Um, we came to Club Pilates in, from in different routes. I came to Club Pilates and Pilates more generally as uh, health promotion, wellness, um, and Charlie, who can obviously speak for herself, is a Pilates instructor and um, very experienced and knowledgeable as, uh, as a teacher and master trainer. And I think it's also more and more we, we've come into a sedentary lifestyle. We see that everywhere. We hear that sitting is the new smoking and our glutes were having dead butt syndrome and tight quads and tech neck from our cell phones and looking down all of the time. And Pilates is so great because it's user-friendly. Like Molly was saying, it doesn't matter what fitness level you are. So we have people coming in who are deconditioned, um, higher BMIs, knee replacements, hip replacements. And this not only is an exercise program that everybody can do because we offer modifications, but it doesn't have to be super easy. Even if you have a condition like that, or even if you're pregnant, we can make it appropriately challenging so that not only are people going to stay safe, but they're going to learn more and more about their body. They're going to develop a relationship with their body that we hope that they can carry with them when they leave the studio and they go into their daily chores. So it's more of an overall understanding and how to move with more efficiency. Got it. Okay. For context, I mean, we, and Molly, you made it sound like we come from a background of Pilates, right? So there was no doubt that Pilates was the modality that we were going to go into. What spoke to you about the franchise route first coming up with, with some sort of branding of your own? Um, honestly, the franchise gives a larger structure and support system to the independent business owner that is very appealing. I think it can be daunting at times for a new business owner like myself, you know, seven, eight years ago to think, where do I start and how do I build from scratch? Yeah. Where a franchise offers some structure and some very strong foundations, absolutely how to start and how to get going and how to maintain the momentum over time. So that structure can be very helpful. I'm also very much aware that some franchise 
businesses may be super, super strict about sure. the, the owner's touch. And I feel like that makes sense because there's an integrity to the brand across the country or even internationally that needs to be maintained. And that is very important, but also we do a lot in our studios that build around the community in our location in mm -hmm. Austin. And even among the different studios, there's definitely different community feel to sure. each of our studio membership. And so we can, tailor quite a bit um that that feeling inside the studio so sure. i really like the balance of the structure of franchise offers and then being an independent owner and operator got it and, and so we wanted some guidance we wanted kind of at least some pointers to get us going originally or some guardrails if you will you're not alone. I think, I think people that go the franchise route inevitably find at times somewhat of a, a handcuffed nature, but this allowed you enough artistic license to feel comfortable continuing on because we've gone up to nine, right? You, you could have gone a totally different route and you chose to stay with them. So there must be something of value there. In Absolutely. your tenure, guys, we, we've been doing this as you mentioned, for seven or so years, from a high level at least, and we can go through both of you guys because I'm sure the answers will be different. What's been your favorite part about running businesses like this? And what's been the hardest part about running businesses like this? Well, COVID, of course, was tough. I mean, but I think we- Hop out, that, don't use that. Everybody had a hard everybody, time. Everybody, right, and coming back and um, inflation, recession, all the things that really impact all of us. That's the hard part. The part that's joyous is, of course, we're talking about gyms, but there are, you know, McDonald's franchises and all these other ones where you see your customers come in and out. With Club Pilates, our members really become part of our daily lives and our family. We go through their life experiences with them when they're pregnant, when they get married, when they have to stop and go through a surgery or something tragic comes in. So this real human connection, being able to see people grow, achieve little goals like, oh my goodness, I can now balance on my toes or, oh gosh, I don't pee anymore when I sneeze. These are the <laughs> moments that is true. This it's important. It's very it's important. important. These are the things that I think keep us going, being able to celebrate all of these little victories, whether they're in the studio, which of course that's what we see day to day, or as a result of their experience of growing stronger when, when it pertains to going outside of the studio. It's so lovely. Yeah. And so follow that up with, with the opposite side of that coin. What's been the toughest part besides COVID? <laughs> what do you think, Molly, on that one? Um, so operating nine studios can be challenging in, um, in, I would say staffing is one of the challenges that we have faced. So our greatest challenge has been finding enough Pilates instructors who are certified, experienced, and trained, 
because each studio needs at least between seven to 10 dedicated Pilates instructors. Yeah. So times nine, that's a lot this is an of army. instructors. And yeah. the Pilates certification is not a three hours online, you know, fill in the blanks kind of program. It is a 500 hour program, which is quite intense and not necessarily super cheap. So I would say one of our greatest challenges has been finding Pilates instructors, but, oh, wait, we do have some silver lining there as well, because Charlie dun -dun, is a master trainer. So we work together to provide teacher training with our 500-hour comprehensive program in-house. We run these training sessions uh, twice a year, and it's beautiful to see Sometimes we get members who are really advanced in their practice and they take that passion and they turn it into a career. Or we have other people who are just maybe looking for a career change or they're looking for, I mean, there's so many reasons, right, Charlie, that people find us. They have experience as a dancer or in physical therapy therapy, something very relatable to the Pilates method and get sure. excited about the opportunity to train with us, with Charlie. So that's the problem and the solution, I guess you could say. Some of our staffing challenges. Yeah. And staffing is, is something that is not unique to club Pilates. This is an industry-wide challenge. Sure. How do we find suitable qualified dedicated people to help raise quote unquote our baby right this is yeah. nobody cares about your businesses more than you do but how can we find someone almost as dedicated as we are in in the pursuit of that this has grown to nine locations and so i would assume we're doing something right when it comes to getting customers through the doors in the first place. For you guys over the years, what's been working from a marketing standpoint? Is this in-house or are we using the, the franchise route for that? So actually both. Our corporate offices of Exponential Fitness Club Pilates in California does an incredible job of creating marketing assets, and platforms which we can tap into. Some of it is optional, and but much of it is kind of in ongoing in the system, which is enormously helpful. But then we also add our organic and local marketing efforts to complement mm -hmm. what is provided by our company offices. And then we have things like, and this works incredibly well, member testimony and word of mouth. And oh my gosh, I gotta get my husband in here. And oh, my, my work colleague was interested. Can she come in and try a class with me kind of thing. So building on a happy 
clientele is also incredibly important because a Facebook ad or a Google business ad can only go so far. And that that true true experience from our, our, our members and our clients who have enjoyed the benefits and are a part of a community in the studio really are kind of the best uh, spokeswomen and men. Yeah, and I think I want to highlight something you said there, and you didn't explicitly say it, but any kind of marketing conversation we have, we need to have something worth marketing before we start any kind of marketing plan. The product itself is sound. It's providing word of mouth and, and referral type leads. Everybody in the industry would love if they could exclusively build a business from that. But you guys have taken it a step further because at a certain point, those things plateau. We've gone into various other strategies, multi-pronged approach. The franchise is helping us out with that. And yep. they're running a little bit more of the advertising side and you guys are heading up the organic piece. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. pretty much in a nutshell yes Fantastic. it doesn't hurt when we hear you know national things like oh Djokovic does Pilates and Andy Murray does Pilates <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. and, and, and uh, you know mentioned in tv shows how wonderful it is and we get a lot of referrals actually from physical therapists that I think is really interesting and I think that gives us maybe even more substance or people might think about us in a different way we are people's oftentimes second step after physical therapy to continue yeah. on their healing journey yeah. and that the, I the roots of pilates from joe pilates being right. in rehab-based militarized settings for right. you guys in in a marketing sense within each of these locations what's a realistic membership count how what or what can we handle on average across these Molly has two of the best operating studios in the country with Anne, her business partner. Yeah, Anne, Secrets, mm -hmm. and Molly. <laughs> um, yeah, so our our studios um, vary between 350 and 550 members. So anything over 550 at one point we were creeping up to 600 and there's just not enough hours in the day to offer enough classes uh, to meet the demand. Good problem to have, right? But not really <laughs> because when you're looking at trying to book a class and there's seven people on the wait list, then that's an issue. So, um, so location I, number 10 coming soon is what you're telling me then. Hey, Joan, you never know. You, but never, know. you never know. If I could get more Pilates instructors, you see, that's, that's how it's the bottleneck. I we see. Need more instructors okay. to open more studios to meet them. That's the bottleneck. Understood. You know, you know, one thing that's very interesting about Pilates, this is not fad fitness. Um, you know, it's not some, it's, it's a tried and true modality of, of fitness, health yeah. and wellness. And that really is very advantageous to us as a brand and as a studio. So um, I don't know, Charlie, I mean, I've seen, I've seen small gyms and boutique fitness studios open and close or open and not. I'm sure in your seven years, I'm sure there's been plenty. Right. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I think that's, that's 
that speaks volumes to the Pilates method itself. Sure. And then the quality and, you know, customer service that we bring to the experience as Definitely. well. Guys, walk me through, I mean, we already mentioned we get leads from a whole host of different sources. When we register a lead, what happens? Walk me through what a typical sales process is like for somebody to eventually sign up as a member. So Joe, we have a very specific system for- I wanna hear for, about it. Yeah, okay, it's it's real specific. Um, and um, so people find us, they will phone call us, they will walk in the studio, um, be referred by a friend. But I would say, does this sound about right, Charlie? I would say maybe seven to eight out of 10 of our prospective clients actually find us online, whether in response to an ad or a Google search or however they find our landing page, then they submit one of these little online forms, right? That captures their information. It pops onto our screen at the studio level. And then here's where the cadence falls in. We will reach out to them on a, in a very regular way via calls, texts, and emails in order to be responsive to their inquiry, share information about our studio, about our classes, and ultimately get to know who they are. Why are they interested? Have they done Pilates before? Are they new to it? Do they have any injuries we should be aware of? Are they just in the market for maybe a new Pilates studio? They've been doing Pilates at home or they've been doing it at another studio, but they heard about us. So trying to understand where they're coming from. So making that connection, even before they walk into the front doors, but ultimately bringing them in for a, a, a free trial class. Okay. And then from there- So it, many layers, it, yeah. Many layers. And then from there, of course, we follow up with them. Most people sign up after that free class because they are just so happy and excited uh, about, um, about Pilates. And if they don't, then we have a cadence of following up with them. We will call them, we will text them, we will email them. So we, I think there's a fine line, Joe, between being pushy and too salesy and being responsive and following up appropriately. So we okay. really try- We are 100% on the same page right? here. We try to find that that gentle balance. Our industry has uh, a poor reputation for, for sleazy, pushy tactics. And, and that comes in a number of different ways, but you guys, we're, we're pouring in, we're finding out what this person is here for. We're getting them into the studio as priority one. And then kind of the, the real sales conversation happens of what's gonna make sense for you in terms of monetizing this relationship? How are we actually going to sign up? As far as the product of this, guys, is this a monthly membership? Are people signing up for a number of classes? Tell me a little bit about the, the actual offer. So, um, yeah, so they have, there's generally four different options. One is after they come to the intro class, they love it. They want to continue to come in. They can draw um, buy single drop-in classes. Maybe they're visiting from out of town. 
um, or they can buy a membership of four classes per month eight classes per month or unlimited and the cool thing about our, our unlimited is that the unlimited members can go to eight of our nine studios so they've got lots of locations maybe they um, live in Round Rock, but they work in Austin. So depending on where they are and the time of the day, they can go. Then what's also really exciting about our studios is that we, we really try to rely on understanding that there are four elements of fitness, flexibility, muscular strength, cardio strength, and neuromuscular balance, proprioception, awareness of your body and space. And we have different class formats that will help individuals attain all of these little trivial pursuit little pieces of the pie and so we recommend that they try to come in as often as they can to try to fulfill each of those four elements of fitness to be a holistically physically fit person and in addition to that we offer workshops and private sessions and ways to really bring them in not all of our workshops are pilates based and ultimately we really have so much passion about helping people and wanting them to feel better that we recommend that they come at least two times a week, if not more, unless for the four packs, for example, unless maybe they're already run outside twice a week or they do Tai Chi and they're working on their balance. So just trying to fit those puzzle pieces in and that's how our memberships work and how we recommend based on what they're doing outside of the studio. And so there's a, a number of components to this, but it's understanding the person sitting across from us and, and what they truly need and want at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. For you guys, because this is some people doing drop-in classes, some people buying that packages, whatever that looks like, what influences retention in your mind the most? How are we attempting to, to maintain these members long-term? Well, I think, you know, these are group classes. So we have 12, we have max 12 people in a class at a time. As far as retention goes, even though it's a group class, we know everybody's names and we know if they've got something going on with their shoulder or something going on with their back, or again, something going on at home with whatever they're willing to share with us. So we make it feel individualized for them. We celebrate their milestones, you know, when they get 100 classes, 250 classes, 500, 1,000, highlighting people who have really come a long way, even if it's not class count, like Molly was talking about testimonies, you know, somebody who maybe was almost dead and they came back and they're walking and they're feeling stronger. So calling out their names in class, recognizing them in Facebook, taking photos, having fun workshops, having member parties. And sometimes our staff will actually take members out to lunch just because we love them or going out to dinner. This is not a business expense. This is real connection and sure. communication and so it becomes a community we call it our tribe and uh, and yeah so getting that community vibe people members meeting each other laughing having a good time this is how we retain our members it's their family it's their happy place and so given all of this guys i mean our conversation so far has really been how do we get people through the doors how do we turn them into members how do we keep them Right. In, in, in a nutshell, that's, that's business, whether it's Club mm -hmm. Pilates or any other business. Yeah. Zoom out on that. 
which of those do you think is going to be the biggest focus for you guys as you move forward with this whole entity? Well, there's, there's always turnover. People move away, you know, they come, you know, to us with, you know, um, financial challenges or they need to take a break, you know, for medical reasons. So there's always going to be a turnover. So I don't think there's any one challenge. We always need to be bringing in new people and we always want to spread the word of the benefits of Pilates to new people. But just as hard as we work on engaging with new members, we work that hard or harder to retain them. Mm -hmm. So for example, when we were talking about the membership, I would rather bring on a new member with a four classes per month membership and have this person stay with us for years and really build their Pilates practice just coming in one time a week, whether that's all their schedule allows, that's all their budget allows, or whatever else they're doing outside of Pilates, that's their decision. I would have that member over somebody who comes in hot and heavy, sign me up for the unlimited, and they have you know great expectations for themselves, and I'm going to come every day, and then they realize... They've got other life stuff going on. And then three months down the road, they're like, oh, I'm paying for, you know, this membership and I'm never going. And they end up canceling, um, not because necessarily we did anything. Um, so I think finding the right fit um, and giving them the best experience from the minute we engage on the phone, the minute they walk in the door, um, back into the studio, the best class that we can offer with the most wonderful instructors that we have so it, it really is uh joe a 360 for sure yeah and so not one glaring issue right as you mentioned we've been doing this for seven years we've plugged a lot of the holes in the bucket along the way and now it's kind of incremental improvements along the way do we have room for improvement certainly everyone does let's yeah. not paint that picture but how do we continue to further the business knowing that things are already going pretty well? Expand that out for me, guys. We've, we've been here. We've got nine locations across Austin. What does the future hold for this collective? Yeah, that's such a big question. <laughs> Take that it where is, you like. That is a good question. Um, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me personally, because Pilates really, truly is a passion. And, and my little saying that I put on my email signature is Pilates is loving your body. So for me, I think a success would be exposing as many people to Pilates and helping them fall in love with it. Yes, it's a business. Yes, we put money and sweat and tears into it and we want to make a return. But I really, I look at people in the grocery store and I look at people on the street and I just want to help them and I want them to help them feel better. So my big skiing picture is to try to help as many people as I possibly can. And maybe the members get so in tune with their body that they can leave us 
by their own reformers at home, continue on with their practice because they've gained so much knowledge, leaving room for new people to come in and experience this. So I want to share Pilates with as many people as possible because I truly believe in it. I have a nuts and bolts answer to your question, Joe, which maybe some of your listeners might appreciate. Um, So I do, as you can tell, uh, with Charlie being an instructor and a master trainer, um, she does a lot of oversight. Not only does she teach like every day, all day, but oversight with, you know, our instructor team, guiding them, supporting them, um, training them. But I do a lot of the front of the house, let's call it. So, you know, front desk, sales, general managers, that's the marketing. um, That's a lot my domain. So all of that to say, my goal for the front of the house areas of improvement are, I really work with our staff to get ahead of problems. So when I see a refund, I immediately, I don't blame and shame, but I immediately think, what did we do wrong and what can we do better? So we shouldn't, if if we're refunding somebody because we made a mistake, then we need a tighter ship, right? On the admin piece. So my goal for the front of the house is to make the administration of their membership as easy, transparent, and as painless as possible so that they can do what they're ultimately there to do, which is to enjoy a wonderfully delivered and engaging Pilates class. Yeah. And if I were to to summarize what both of you guys said, I don't think it's a a tremendously different message. I think it's just the execution of it is different. It's how do we as owners pour into our staff so that they can elevate, elevating the business, right? The rising tide lifts all boats. You guys, there's only two of you and we can't do everything. You got it, We would be foolish to assume that we can. And so Molly, that, that comes more in the the tactical business side of things charlie that comes more in the staffing product delivery fulfillment side of things we need both of these but at the end of the day it's how how can we educate and train the people that we're bringing along with us so that we can continue to do this albeit at a grander scale yeah. yep. guys that is a perfect place for us to start to wrap our conversation up but it's been yeah a bunch of fun. And I really appreciate people in your position being willing to share an inside sneak peek into what you do and where you want to go. Cause I think both of those are important. So guys, this is, this has been awesome. I can't thank you enough and I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.